0: Our scripture this morning comes from Luke chapter 14. We're looking at just very few verses, Luke 14, verses 28 to 30. So if you'll join with me, either in your bulletin, up on the screen, um, if your Bibles, if you have them. So they're not artifacts, I promise. You're welcome to bring your Bible at any time. But um, Luke chapter 14, beginning in verse 28. If one of you wanted to build a tower... When you first sit down and calculate the cost, to determine whether you have enough money to complete it. Otherwise, when you have laid the foundation but couldn't finish the tower, all who see it will begin to belittle you. They will say, here's the person who began construction and couldn't complete it. This is God's word for us today. So, in, in researching and preparing for this, you may have seen pictures of this. But there is a mansion out in Texas, um, and isn't it pretty? It's it's quite large. It's sixty thousand plus square feet, but it is completely unfinished. It's been on the market now for close to two and a half years. You can go buy it. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's about $3.5 million. It's 46 bedrooms, 20 bathrooms. There's an indoor swimming pool right there. See, all you got to do is add water, right? So I believe this, and the story goes that we think it was a doctor that originally had decided to build this mansion, and it was going to be for the elite, for people going to go and hide away and recover from unknown surgeries, and then poof, they're magically healed, right? Right. Well, I guess he didn't figure out the cost, or he just stopped. What about in our lives? What about what we have that that we have not figured out what is next? That we just, we say, we keep going, you just wake up the next day, oh, I'll do that then, or oh, I'll, I'll approach that later, Right? I think that this whole thing is about kind of setting some goals. It's figuring out who we are, what God wants us to be. There's a couple of things. Um, the first, I think, the good to set goals is because I believe Jesus set goals. We have scripture in John where it says he set his eyes to Jerusalem. He set his eyes upon what he was going to do. He knew what was next, and so he was going, and he was preparing, and he was getting ready. Jesus is telling us, even in his life, to plan. He knew his next steps. He was preparing his disciples ahead of time. My dad, who um, was retired for just a few years, has now started work again, but my dad loves to 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 build things. In fact, my dad made this altar table. Um, so uh, he showed me the design. He, he drew it out, I believe, by hand, and he's, he's showing me this. He goes, what do you think? And then he starts to bring me some color samples, and he goes, well, what color do you want it to be? What, what color wood is in the fellowship hall? And I'm like, Dad, there's not much wood in the fellowship hall. So um, we, we talk about it, and, and this is a different color, and he kind of wanted it to be red, so we would we would think about it. My dad is a planner. I get it honest, all right? But he had this goal in mind, that he was going to make an altar table for the contemporary service at Pittman Park. Now, it goes with me whenever I leave, but that's for a long, long time, okay? But... <laughs> But we plan certain things, right? We're planners at times by nature. We, we, we have things coming up. Kim and Damon, y'all are planning ahead for this fair, right? You're not just going to show up and be like, well, how much chicken do you think we need, right? Y'all plan your soccer trips. You know where you're going next, right? So we, we're always planning and looking at our next steps. But what about what God is wanting us to do? What about in our giving to God? You see, I think all too often we think, well, if I do that, what if something bad happens? You see, without goals, we live in an unexamined life. I love this sign, and it's, it's kind of cute. It says, choose your rut carefully because you'll be in it for the next 200 miles. Right? Right? Sometimes we feel like we're in that rut. And if I commit, if I say, God, I'm going to do this, then I'm stuck with this decision forever and ever. But God is calling us to look and examine our lives, to choose carefully. We're not going to go and build a tower without knowing the cost. You know your income. You know What God has blessed you with, you probably know your bills each month. If you're anything like my husband, there's an Excel spreadsheet. I thought about putting that up there, but then y'all would be like, oh, dang, y'all don't need to spend any money. But um, (laughs) we have it planned. We plan these things out. But in our life and our focus of what God is doing in our hearts, what God is doing in our lives, we tend to say, you know what? What? I'll just see how much I have. I'll just see how much is in my wallet that day or, or what's left at the, the end of the month. You see, we've been in this sermon series for, this is our third week, next week. <laughs> Bill mentioned this this morning. He said, next week you get a break. You don't have to worry about this heavy stuff anymore. Although next week we start a sermon series on Job and, and that's pretty heavy. So you don't really get a break. You get a break for money, all right? But we've talked about putting God first. Where is God in your life? You're here today. Some of you may be here because you know there's inflatables. That's awesome. That's cool. But you're here to experience God. We come in and we sing songs that are, that are planned out Mark and I know the scripture ahead of time, and we try to to piece things together so that this service flows. Sometimes we change songs. We didn't have desert song, but we had this is amazing grace. It's still planned and practiced. You're here to experience this worship, to experience what God is doing in this place, what God is doing in your life, and you're putting God first. But sometimes we go through life and Monday happens and the first is gone, right? So we spent last week talking about simplifying our lifestyle. Maybe we have too much going on. Maybe we have too much stuff. And it's time to the purge or time to reprioritize our needs and desires. And this week is all about... Estimating the cost. But you know, I don't think we can estimate the cost. I don't think we can even look at our lives and see what, what where we're going to spend, where we're going to put stuff. If we don't look at what God is doing. If we don't look to God first. Where is God in your life? Do you find yourself stuck in this rut And can't get out, and you're in deep? Or do you find yourself experiencing a freedom, and a love, and a passion from God to go and do? You see, when I went to school, I'd already felt God calling me to ministry. I felt like God was saying at 14 years old that, that you're going to go into ministry. But my planning, my idea of all this was that I was going to go to school to the greatest university ever known, Georgia Southern, and I uh, <laughs> had to say that, sorry. Um, go to Georgia Southern, become a civil engineer through the tech program, graduate still at Georgia Southern, not ever having to go to that dreaded campus in Atlanta. I'm sorry if that's yours. But um, Become a civil engineer, develop a business, and let my brother then come to Georgia Southern, get a business degree, run the business side of it, me come back and kind of do stuff on the long run, but then go overseas and build houses, build bridges. That is my love. I love Tinker Toys, and I was going to build bridges. And the money and all that was going to help people out. That's great ministry, right? There's a need for that type of ministry, yet God wasn't going to let me go. That wasn't what God was wanting in my life. And I remember the plan in my life crumbling around me. My dad thought it was thermodynamics that did me in. I I might agree it was a terrible class. but, But I felt God calling me to something more felt God calling me to this place of ministry and serving him, talking to people. But that didn't go with my plan at all. I had figured the cost in my life, and that didn't include a master's degree program. That didn't include living as a pastor. You don't make as much as a civil engineer. Did y'all know that? Just letting you know. Um But figuring all this out in my life and realizing that, God, I had had figured this out, but I had skipped some steps. You see, I began estimating the cost, and I began simplifying my life a little bit, but I was not putting God first. That's where God has to be in the midst of all of this. For you to experience the blessing in giving to God. For you to experience the blessing in serving his kingdom. You've got to say, God, show me. I bow myself before you. I lay myself, my finances, my family, what we need, what we desire. I lay this at your feet, God. You show me the way. You lead me. To the life. Now I heard a lot of people since then telling me that. Well since Jonathan is going into ministry. Why don't you just be the pastor's wife? I, I guess I could do that. I'm not a good pastor's wife y'all. <laughs> just ask Jonathan. He, he's in another city right now preaching. I'm like have fun. <laughs> but God was calling me. God is calling each and every one of you. God is calling you to look at where you are. He's calling you to look at your heart, your desires, what what your passion is, and how you can turn and put that into ministry. Some of you are gifted with speak. And you are talented to share your stories with others. Some of you, it's it's a physical endeavor. You are good with your hands. We've got places in ministry for you. Some of you, you know languages. You you know a life that we don't need and we, we don't know. And we can put you into places of ministry. God is calling each of us. But each of us have to live the life that God has called us to. God and goals bring a sense of mission in our life. Susanna Wesley, John Wesley, the, we could say the founder of Methodism, but if we can, anyway. His mother, Susanna, was a daughter to two preachers. Her father and her mother's preacher's wife, I guess, whatever. But they say preachers. And she was the 24th or 25th child. I guess after that many, they lose count. But she was the 24th or 25th child in that line of families. And by the time she was eight, she had set a goal in her life, a mission in her life to learn Greek, Latin, French, and theology. And trust me, that's a language all of its own. Her calling was to learn and she put that calling in her children she had 19 children as well, 9 of them didn't live to 12 years old but Susanna Wesley taught her children one thing that I'm still trying to figure out how she did it, by the time that they turned one they had learned to cry softly right? still haven't figured that one out (laughs) By the time they were five, they would sit down and learn to read at five. After that, once they were older than that, the older ones would take the younger ones and they would have time where they would read a psalm and read a chapter of Scripture and discuss that together. And still, with her ten children that were here, John Wesley was, we think, 15, they would still have an hour a week. With her mom. Her whole goal, her whole mission in her life was order is heaven's first law. There's there's writing from Susanna where she has written this: order is heaven's first law. Now, a person that to me that is that is obsessed, I love order, I love having everything planned out and detailed and all that good stuff. But she's had a goal from a child. That she carried into her life with her family, with her children, teaching them order. And John Wesley had that within him. That's the reason they called him, you know, those Methodists. We have an order in our worship to please God, to to have a flow, to to have an experience of Him. We have an, an order in our giving, in our service. Yes, part goes back to the church to pay our ridiculous light bills, but part of it goes back and to pay ministries across this world. Look at the flags, the places where we have been in ministry and the places where we can go. When we serve here, it's not just a matter of building something that'll look nice. But when we estimate the cost, when we simplify our lifestyle, and more than anything, when we put God first, we can take what's here and send it out into the world. That everyone can come to know a relationship with God. Your calling is great. Your calling at times can be heavy, and I pray that it would weigh heavy on your heart. That you would bow before God, laying it at his feet and allowing God to lift you up, to go and to do, to go and to serve, to go and to give as God is calling you to. Earn all you can, save all you can, but give all you can. And as you give, give to the glory of God. Give to God knowing that he's changing you from the inside out. He's changing you to be a vessel to go into this world and serve him. Don't be this pretty mansion on the outside, but completely useless on the end. Let God have your all. Will you join me as we pray? God, now in this time we... We focus on you. We know there's a picnic. We know there's food and fun. And, and Lord, we even pray that the weather's cleared up. But may our hearts beat for you. May our focus in this life be of what you have called us to. God, put that calling heavy upon us now. Let it wrestle with us that we cannot let it go. Almighty God, change us now. Let us know that you are inside, you are moving within us, that we would go to change this world. Continue to speak, Almighty God, for your children are listening.